Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience and leadership is not simply a good idea, it's absolutely required. I'm your host, J.R. Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships, a team of leaders who are committed to helping hungry leaders like you flourish and grow in your leadership capabilities. In addition to serving as host of this weekly podcast, I lead our team, which offers coaching, consulting, teaching, training, and equipping for various leaders. And if that interests you in any way, shape, or form, you can email me at jrbriggs at kairospartnerships.org, or you can see our website at kairospartnerships.org, or you can check out the show notes for more information. But I'm glad that you're here with me today. I want to ask you the question, when was the last time that you were talking with a friend or listening to a podcast or reading a book, and the topic of meekness came up. Uh, Maybe it's been a while, or maybe it's never come up in conversation for you. If I asked you to name one politician who embodied meekness, could you name one? Or if I asked you to name any leader who you believe embodies meekness, could you name one? If you struggle to name even one leader who embodies meekness, you're not alone. Meekness is not a virtue that our culture holds in high esteem. In fact, it's quite misunderstood. We often think of a meek person as weak. I hate the fact that meekness rhymes with weakness. Maybe you think of someone who's mild and timid, kind of milk toast. When people utter the phrase meek and mild, it's often said pejoratively. I mean, let's be honest. When we think of someone who's meek, we think of someone who's a wimp much of the time, don't we? Again, I I just loathe the fact that meekness rhymes with weakness. Ironically, when we truly understand the virtue, the two words aren't anywhere close to each other. Meekness is similar to humility, yet it's still slightly different. And in its truest sense, meekness is restrained strength. It's someone who possesses the capability to overpower a situation or a group of people, and yet intentionally chooses to lay down that power for the sake of others. In fact, I could argue that a meek person is so strong that they can even overcome their own urges and resist the enticing temptations to exert power to their own advantage, to resist even themselves. Now that is strength. Now some have compared meekness to a horse, a mighty beast who chooses to submit to a rider. Do you know the story of Cincinnatus? I love the story of the leader named Cincinnatus, which, after which the city in Ohio is indirectly named. Do you know about him? Cincinnatus was a poor but content farmer who lived on the outskirts of Rome around 500 BC. He possessed a great deal of wisdom, which was known to many in the region. Occasionally, the leaders of Rome would visit to seek his advice on various topics, and one day urgent word came to him that the Roman army had experienced a surprise attack from the neighboring region, and they were overthrown. The situation was desperate, and after hearing the grim report, Cincinnatus calmly looked at his wife and said, I fear, Rosilla, our little field must remain this year unsown. And he went and he rallied other men and boys, mostly other farmers, and he formed a ragtag group of volunteer soldiers. And miraculously, 
The fledgling army pushed back the attackers and freed the Roman soldiers, ultimately saving the city of Rome from imminent attack and overthrow. Upon arriving back into the city of Rome, Cincinnatus was hailed as a hero. The people knew full well that they owed their very lives to this man. The people lauded and praised him as he paraded through the city, and he was given a golden crown, and the citizens declared him king of Rome. And you think, King Cincinnatus? Why have I never heard of him before? Because Cincinnatus did something quite shocking. He declined the offer. Instead, he returned to his little farm. He believed his cause to serve his city was completed, and now it was time for him to head home to his wife and return to his work on the farm. And he continued to work hard in contented poverty, tilling his field until he died in obscurity. And to this day, he is affectionately referred to as the ultimate citizen servant. We've heard Lord Acton's famous axiom, all power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. While certainly true in most circumstances, there are exceptions. Meek people tend to use their power and steward it well with the sole purpose of serving others, oftentimes at the expense of their own name, reputation, and personal advancement. There was a war general about 250 years ago who revered Cincinnatus. Maybe you've heard of him. His name was George Washington. And after George Washington led the American colonies to victory over the British, he was offered the chance to become king of the new nation. But he remembered Cincinnatus. And he, like Cincinnatus, refused to be king of America. Instead, he served as president with intentionally limited power, and then a few years later stepped down saying his duty was now complete. Both Cincinnatus and Washington cared about a cause greater than themselves. They sought no other reward but service, and they knew the counterintuitive nature of power. They actually gained more power when they gave it away. You learn more about the character of a leader when they relinquish power than when they gain it. Now, you know on this podcast that my faith informs my leadership, and I spend time reading and studying the Bible each morning. Scripture has much to say about this concept of meekness. Abraham was described as meek. Moses was described as the meekest person on earth. David possessed it. Paul spoke about meekness. And of course, Jesus. Jesus exhibited meekness like no one else in history. He modeled meekness by submitting to his father, his friends, and even his enemies. I've often found it mind-boggling that Jesus, the very Son of God, submitted his power to be raised as a son of Mary and Joseph. In the Sermon on the Mount, found in Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, Jesus taught his listeners to, uh, two things about the meek. He said that they're blessed and that one day they would inherit the earth. Think about that. Meek people. Those who exhibit restrained strength will inherit the earth. We see throughout the Gospels that numerous times where Jesus had the opportunity to increase his fame, popularity, credibility, and notoriety, especially after miracles and healings. And yet instead he slipped away and he told people, shh, don't share what just happened. He commanded people to keep it a secret with what they had just experienced. 
Now let's keep it real here for a moment. This is not what most leaders do in situations like these. Many, if not most of us who are in a position of leadership and influence would have welcomed the opportunity, maybe even sought it out. We would have embraced it and relished it. So what does this idea of meekness have to do with our leadership? Well, meekness is something that if we're to be healthy leaders, we must value deeply. We must pursue it proactively and lean into it purposefully. Instead of seizing power or running toward it, instead of seeking to control and manipulate others, instead of clamoring for attention, praise, and notoriety, we must be the kind of leader who takes on the difficult inner work, which trains our affections and our desires for the exact opposite, to serve others beyond ourselves, above ourselves. As you think about your own leadership and the undervalued virtue of meekness, I challenge you to reflect on these four questions. Number one, if those around me, family, friends, colleagues, those who report to me, if, if they were asked if I was meek, how, how might they answer? Number two, do I even want to be known as being a meek person or a meek leader? Number three, if I were ever described by others as exhibiting a life of meekness, what would have to happen in my own life for that to occur? And lastly, number four, what could I do today to lay something down, to give something up, to do something anonymously or discreetly for no attention at all? Well, as you think about this idea of meekness, I hope you keep this in the forefront of your minds because our culture is not going to praise meekness in any way, shape, or form. In fact, some parts of culture mock the idea of meekness, but meekness is crucial. Those who are meek, Jesus said, will inherit the earth. Well, thanks for joining me today. And thanks, as always, to Joel Limbowen, who produces all the episodes of this podcast. I'm so grateful for him. And in many ways, Joel embraces this idea of meekness. I'm so grateful for him. You can find out more about his great work in both video and podcast production at onalimproductions.com. Well, leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember that meekness is not weakness. No, in fact, is the most important virtue in the life of a leader. Have a great week.